What's up, Mets fans? Orange and Blue Things, Season 3, Episode 10, out here on Long Island. I am Darren Mean, and that's Pete McCarthy. What's up, Pete? What's going on? How we doing? A lot better than Jacob Rame. Yeah, apparently. Two-game suspension for not even hitting a guy. What is going on around there? Unbelievable. We got Lizzie behind the scenes. What's fielding, up? Fielding the phone calls if you want to give us a shout. 631-388-5195. A lot to talk about tonight. If you want to chime in, give us your two cents. We'll gladly take them. I was out at the ballpark last night. Fun time being out there. I like hitting the games when it's not an outing. I know we were talking about it before you we went live. I am, by no stretch of the imagination, a celebrity. I'm not Mr. Joe Beningo signing autographs down, down uh, when he's walking down the streets. Joe Beningo signs autographs? That's what he talked about once, oh, I think. Okay. But at the games, I mean, I do say, what's up? You know, hey, how you doing? <laughs> this and that. Especially at an outing. So it's nice to hit a game with you the wife. You sound like Beningo now with the how you doing. Oh, yeah. How we doing? How we doing? It's nice to hit a game with the wife and just soak it all in and not really have to chit-chat too much. Yeah. Um, not that I am... Like, again, I'm not trying to come You're off the like a little smug little prick here, <laughs> but I did like the game last night. It was a fun time. I mean, What'd I you do during like the, the rain outcome. delay? Rain delay? Yeah, you know, when Reese Hoskins was taking uh, two uh, the minutes to go around second the trot. <laughs> you know, it wasn't pleasant to see the trot, but I did write a little blog post today, and I guess some people didn't read the whole thing. I have no problem with the trot, and I guess we'll get to that in a little bit, but... The trot is what it is. Uh, I have no problem with that. The same thing with bat flips. I like excitement. I like anything that juices up your team, excites your fan base. And if it's pissing off the other team, the other team's fans, that's cool. I think that's good for both sides of the fence. What about pace of play, though? You know, oh, fuck that. I, I, <laughs> gotta keep it moving, Reese. Let's go. We got we got other at bats to get. It is no, actually, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, listen, I understand as a Mets fan, you don't like seeing that kind of thing, and I'm with you, but. Knowing that Hoskins took offense at Rame throwing up and in on him, yeah. then he gets the rematch the next night. You knew he was upset about it. And when he does actually hit one out, granted, it was a fence scraper, barely went out. He sold out, and I'm sure was wishing that thing over the wall. But yeah, if you're going to have the WWE strut around the bases, 34 he did? Like seconds. He did, the, he did the side step it. before I mean, he hit home plate. Yeah, if you're if you're going to go all in on it, you're ticked off at the pitcher is what we talk about, right? Yeah, like yeah. next time Raim gets him out, he can strut it up, do what he wants to do to get back at Hoskins, but I thought uh I I, I thought it was funny. Like I was laughing at it yesterday as annoying as it might be for the Mets. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the the histrionics going along with it. If he was uh, upset, you know, this is where I disagree. Though I don't think Jacob Brain was throwing it. I don't guy think so either. The I night mean, before we've watched the interviews, we probably all see the interviews by now with the the questions. Jacob Rahim has been answering at his at his locker about, hey, is this intentional? You're trying to send a message, yada yada. He just seems genuinely like a nice guy, like, hey, I, I, it got away from me, type yeah, thing. He'd be a nice guy and throw it. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's, he's, he's a great actor because he wears glasses. Doesn't mean <laughs> you know, he never threw at a guy. But I, I just I didn't get the sense that was the case. And you know, it was interesting reading Tim Britton and um, I think Matt Gelb is the Phillies writer for the Athletic. Uh-huh. They went and chased like what was the bad blood, and it was something I didn't even realize. Like it all stemmed from the Phillies, JT Real Muto trying to steal a base when they were down eight in like the sixth inning. Really? Uh, the previous night, so I guess yeah, it would yeah, have been yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. And then Juan Lagares reaches base the next inning, and he says, "Well, if Real Muto is going to run." I'm going to run, even though the Mets were up eight. Cano gets a hit. Lagares goes first to third. And that was apparently what started everything. Then Conforto took some pitches up and in. So maybe Rame then was going at Hoskins. The Mets had a couple of players hit in the hand earlier in yeah, the series yeah, yeah. as well. And this is where, like, 
just the dumbest thing because JT Real Muto tried to steal a base down eight and the Mets were allowing him to steal it essentially. That's what starts this whole mini inferno and now is everybody circling their calendar waiting for June 24th what? when these two teams play again. But not anymore because I guess MLB's stepping in, in now yeah. and, and saying, you know, I I was so juiced up for the game last night. I said to my wife numerous times, I'm so fired up. She was actually tired of hearing me say it. I was so fired up for the game last night. More than a Jason I, Vargas star. Yeah, why, well, why are you so fired up? I wasn't really fired up for that. I thought okay. that the benches were going to clear. We're going to see an old fashioned dust up so out you, there. You really felt field. there was bad, bad blood from the uh, yeah, night before. I, I there mean, is. There clearly, is. Hoskins was upset about. Well, yeah. Happened. I mean, we saw his his uh, emotions come out yeah, there through the bat after the second pitch that was up and in. Oh yeah, and the sidestep with the uh, well, touching the, the plate. Run, yeah, on sure. the home run. But oh, okay, so during the game last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I thought that things were going to escalate, but you know, Vargas surprisingly had a decent start, and you know he. He can't afford to put more guys on base, but um, you know it is what it is. But we have to define decent when it comes to Jason Vargas. We can do that. Down <laughs> well, the line. we should talk to our, our buddy Anthony DeComo because uh, he wrote a tweet today and he said uh, this is the start. Uh, this is the, this is the great start, or this is the start that the Mets needed from him. Like, they need <laughs> four and two thirds. They don't need four and two thirds. This is the thing. That's as good as Jason Vargas is ever going to be. They need a Wheeler going seven strong uh, on Tuesday on. night. That was excellent from Wheeler. We we'll get to that's that. That's something little bit. I can't get used to. I, I don't care what the mindset is in terms of yeah, you know, hey, rock your bullpen and go down and get guys from the minor leagues and rotate them. If you have somebody in your rotation that best case scenario five. is giving you five innings, you are going to burn out your pen by June. I just don't understand. I could, I could get it if it's a guy like Oliver Perez was back yeah. in the day where sometimes he's really good and he gives you seven innings and then half the time he's knocked out in the second. But if you have a guy, best case scenario, can't get you through five innings, but what do are you, you think, doing? Let me ask you this. Do you think that maybe every fifth day Lugo – also wakes up knowing, hey, I'm pitching multiple innings tonight. Sure, I, but they, they have to make sure they don't use them the rest of the nights. The I rest think, of the nights. Well, it doesn't have to be totally the rest of the nights, but clearly the start before and the start after, you're not going to have Lugo. You have to plan to have him piggybacking every Jason Vargas start. But again, it puts pressure on the rest of your rotation now. That hey, you better be able to go seven innings on this night because we know we're not getting anything out of Jason Vargas again. How do you have a guy, best-case scenario, is maybe going to get you 15 yeah, He outs. needs a haircut, too. Oh. I don't want to change the subject here, but he doesn't even <laughs> <laughs> He's got to cut that hair, too. I don't know what, is it, yeah. what it is about him, but he looks like a mess out there. He's got to cut that hair. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to McKellar, though. I know I did mention that I stopped in there last night, um, which there was this dude. We were walking out. <laughs> I, I said this to Lizzie before. i got to mention this. We're walking out, and this guy goes, he was looking at somebody, and I thought it was past me. And I'm like, what's up, man? And he goes... You look a lot better in person. What? And I wasn't sure to be like, <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. And I That's kept walking. That's a compliment. But we walked outside and Kelsey, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, does that mean you look like shit on the internet? I don't know. But it was really weird. This guy said, like, you look a lot better in person. You're going to work on the lighting in here. I think that's what that means. I don't know what it means, but it was a really <laughs> weird thing to say. I I'm thought. not sure how, what my reaction would have been I, if somebody said that to me. I wasn't quite sure what to say either. But uh, it was nice to see that McKellar uh, restocked United We Cheers. Mm -hmm. And it was like a surprise drop. They did it on Friday. Um... At four o'clock, they put it back on their on their um, their website for the beer here, and again, it sold out like right away. But they made enough to now have it on draft at the oh, brewery. Sweet. So definitely pop in to McKellar if you're going to be out of game this weekend. United We Cheers for the time being is on tap, and this is breaking news. If you are in Manhattan. 
Foley's just got their cases today. Lion's Head got their cases today. And the Pine across the street from City Field got their cases today. And I think they also have it on tap. So cool. three places now besides City Field carry United We Cheer. So pop on in. I'm sure you know where Foley's is. Uh, it's like the baseball capital of New York City. Mm. They have the Irish Baseball Hall of Fame there. They are located on 33rd Street between 5th and 6th Avenue and Lion's Head, which they definitely tout themselves as a big Mets bar. It's up Upper West Side, 995 Amsterdam Avenue. Definitely pop on in and try some United Cheers. But we should open our beers. What do you? Pete has been drinking the same I just beer. Straight one, Henry Hops, baby. Every week, and I'm I'm loving the restock of United We Cheers. That's like what I'm on old, tonight. He's like an 1899 baseball player on the can. <laughs> he's my guy. Good Cheers. old Henry Hops. Cheers, hey. Pete. What are you drinking, Lizzie? Oh my God, um, it's all, it just got all over me. I'm I'm drinking uh, Post No Pills. Post No. You know what? A lot of the bartenders were wearing that T-shirt last night. Post No Pills. They were pushing that. So um, we want to tell you about this awesome deal that McKellar has on their website. So pop on over to McKellarNYC.com.com, not .com, .com. Click on the little delivery button on top. Where you can scroll down and see all the different beers that McKellar has in stock available for their Beer Here service. That is a delivery service for beer. It's awesome. Ooh, they bundles. deliver right now in the five boroughs, and they are expanding, I think, this week or next week to Nassau County. So cool. the promo code is T7L20. No spaces. That's for 20% off your delivery of anything that's in stock. Again, United We Cheers is out of stock. They should make triple the amount on the next batch, please. Uh, it goes fast, and people are thirsty, and they're looking forward to drinking it. But all McKellar's beers are great. They're excellent. We've been sipping on them now for a while now. So definitely check out McKellar at the ballpark or at Foley's, The Pine, or Lion's Head if you can make it out. And also, we didn't even talk about this on the jump. Share the show if you want to be put in the running to win a gift card from the Seven Line. We're going to give away gift cards tonight, $20 on Facebook and $20 on Periscope or Twitter. Just click that little button that says share. Tell your friends you're watching Orange and Blue Thing, and you will you will be put in the running. So, uh, Mr. PD Mac, I was talking about a game ball today on Twitter. I wrote the other night, like, hey, game ball definitely for uh, Zach Wheeler. If you can give a game ball to anyone this week, you know, pitcher of the week, player of the week, not pitcher of the week, player of the week or MVP of the week, who would it be? Yeah, well, Zach Wheeler clearly had the best game all week. He hits a home run. He had a double that game as well, right? And then double was brought unbelievable on the mound, shot. 11 strikeouts. I think he is the A number one guy that comes to mind offensively in the best week. I mean, Jeff McNeil just continues to rake for this team. I don't know if it was a particularly special week for him necessarily, but you look up, he's like fourth in the National League in batting average. This is a guy who was called up finally the majors at 27 years old last year. It's amazing. Yeah. And it looks legit what he is doing. I thought it was once I got to start seeing him every day at the big league level last year, and he's just picked up right where he left off. So, I love what we're seeing out of Jeff McNeil thus far. Well, it's our last show of April, so we're basically a month into the season now, and they're already talking batting titles. So I hope that we're still having the same conversation in August and September, but it's clearly too too early to tell. But Just keep playing him. That would be the number one thing right yeah, now. When yeah. Jed Lowry comes back, already got Todd Frazier in the mix. Make sure Jeff McNeil is in the lineup no matter what. He's Todd Frazier hitting the salami point. on his first night back. That was, that was nice. nice, but he doesn't need to play every day, not in right, front of Jeff right, McNeil. Make right. sure McNeil is getting his playing time. That's all I'll say. Well, you know what? They they uh, they spoke to um, – who was they, ta- they talking to recently? Maybe it was Gaselman or Frazier. I think maybe both of them had the same thing. Just trying to help this team win. Get me out there. Put me out yeah. there. I want to play and help the team. And it's and it's great to hear a guy like that rather than 
I don't know, just throwing a name out there, like Oliver Perez or Matt Harvey, who didn't want to go to the bullpen back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, team guys. It's always nice to have a team guy. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, last Thursday. Mm. And I, we it's text, been a week. We texted. <laughs> actually, Lizzie, Lizzie told me about this on Friday because I was in a meeting Friday night, and she says, what's up with, what's up with DeGrom? And I'm like, I don't know. So I, I stepped out for a second. There was oh no God. service where I was. Checked my phone, and it's Twitter's a buzz, and you know, MRI talk and elbow yeah. talk. Well, Thursday night, I'm like, well, he's throwing 99. We know he's healthy. It's yeah. just a matter of him figuring it out. And then the next day, it's, well, he's going to need an MRI and his elbow is sore. And Well, could you believe after that press release on Friday, Saturday morning, whenever it came out, Friday was when it started leaking, but yeah. Saturday, the guys out there throwing long toss <laughs> in the outfield. How does that make – well, after. He was throwing long toss in the outfield after the mess. Oh, by Saturday, he was fine. Like, oh, by Saturday, oh, he had a little strep throat and was a little achy. This but freaking now team. He's Bullshit. He's going to be back in a week yeah. and no big deal. Nothing to worry about here. There's nothing to see here. If you, <laughs> It's just like how – the Mets have changed everybody, right? The GM is different. The manager is different. Ray Ramirez is gone. And it's the same same stuff. same shit, same Every- old story, same like oh yeah, this guy's dead, he's not coming back. To a day later, oh yeah, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like what's going on? How does that happen so routinely with this team? Now, thankfully, I guess this is kind of the opposite than what it usually is. Usually, it's hey, this guy's fine, and then a day later, oh yeah, he's not going to pitch again for us. And this is kind of the other way around. But I don't understand how you so consistently screw these things up. And on top of that, if he, he clearly has something that was bothering him. Elbow Why is, is he throwing like four times this week? Elbow was barking yes, was the it quote. Was barking. I don't know if it's his words, someone else's no, words. It's Mickey Mickey's Calloway's words. words. Elbow was barking. Yes. Right. That was that was a, a lesson for Mickey Calloway in describing these things. He's going to get an MRI on Monday, but then they said, well, well, he was originally going to have the MRI on the weekend. He said it's Easter then weekend. Then they said, well, we're not going to worry about it this weekend. We'll do it Monday. And then by Saturday, it was, well, eh, he doesn't need an MRI. Do- he's fine. Don't worry about it. I think the excuse on that was, well, doctors don't really work on the weekend. It's Easter. Oh, yeah. So he's going he's to get, the, the, whole <laughs> he's gonna get the, uh, the MRI on Monday. Then Monday comes, you know what? He's fine. He's going to pitch on Friday. I think he, uh, he ended up getting the MRI, I think. No. Are you sure? Yes. He uh, did not get an MRI. Uh, one of the women beat writers may have write, they, they, he got it and it was clear. Are you sure? Well, I could look it up now. I don't I'll, know. I, I remember the weekend. The idea was he doesn't need an MRI, so he's not going to get one. He was examined by the doctors. I know that was the plan going into Monday. It's possible I, I missed what exactly happened Monday afterwards, but I know that was the plan going into Monday was that he wasn't going to have an MRI, but he was going to be looked at by team doctors, and they would go from there. I don't know. So, it's again, it's possible I missed something this it, week. What's today's date? Today is Thursday. So he was supposed to get, you know, the talk was he would have the MRI Monday. Yeah. And I'm sure it was an update Instagram Monday. Instagram receives clean MRI. Okay. So maybe they did have him get the MRI. My, my bad if that was the case. It's all right. You're a new dad. You don't have as, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, it's okay if you miss a thing every once in a while. So, yeah, I guess the, I guess he did have the MRI and it okay. says it's clean. All right. So, so they did give him the MRI. Because that was a big thing was that the Mets weren't going to have him have the MRI. What about last year? And why are you repeating what you did with Noah Syndergaard exactly. two years ago that. where you didn't have the MRI? And sure, it wasn't the same thing that he was complaining about that ended up going. It was the torn lat. Right. But like, why wouldn't you just get the MRI get to make sure everything's fine, even if he had one a month ago when he signed? Uh, so, okay, so the Mets did have DeGrom get the MRI. It's clean. Better safe than sorry. It's yeah. not like they're cutting you open to but get it's still, the test. It's still a wild week and weekend. And 
it really didn't have to be such a big thing if Mickey Calloway doesn't use the word barking yeah. to describe the elbow. Uh, I guess if you put him on the injured list, there's always going to have to be an explanation for it, and they're being cautious. But I didn't hear the word cautious a lot early on. What you hear is his elbow is barking, and everybody this immediately team, it's the reflex with the Mets, right? Jacob deGrom is not going to throw another pitch this year, and he just signed this big contract. And- if you have a weak heart, this team definitely already throws you like one foot in the grave every year. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't follow enough other uh, Lizzie. I don't follow enough other uh, teams to know if this is just like a Mets thing. Are we just no? Cursed? The Mets are special. The Mets are special. The Mets are special. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got three pitchers on the team that all have home runs in this early season. Noah Syndergaard, Jacob Degrom, and Wheeler on Tuesday. So I, we talked about this, I think, in one of our early shows this season about the uh, universal DH, and you were against. You like pitchers? Oh, I love the DH. You love the DH? Yeah, I don't want to see pitchers hit. Okay. It's a waste of time. So even though it makes the highlight reels and it goes viral, hey, who cares? I mean, it's... It, Bartolo hit his home run. That was it. And Shut was it, it down. Yeah. All right, Zach Wheeler hits a home run. It's nice. I don't care. Yeah. Right? It's good for your team, but... No, I, I'd rather just see nine guys that know how to hit go up there. I yeah. hate watching pitchers. They don't know how to bunt anymore. They don't know how to do anything. Every once in a while, they hit one out. Hey, it's great. Competitively, the Mets pitchers still have to be able to hit. They're asked to hit. So it's nice that Syndergaard, DeGrom, and Wheeler are able to go deep and do some things offensively. But if you ask me, I'd rather see nine competent hitters from an entertainment standpoint. That's what it comes down to. And I don't, you know... Everyone loves, oh, double switching and the purity of the game. And it's a thinking man's game, the National League. Like, I don't need to watch Mickey Calloway manage any more than he is or any other manager for that. Like, that's not what I'm going for. I want to see guys do stuff. Yeah. I hear you. That's what I'm about. I hear you. So the uh, the ballpark seemed to be buzzing this week. I, I wasn't there on Tuesday during the Wheeler night. I wish I was, though. It sounded, at least from home and all the things I was reading online from the people I follow that were there, it had a buzz back. It kind of felt like the 2015 feeling again. Uh, I talked about maybe bringing back the Rock Like Shea t-shirts, with, which were popular, popular for us back in 2015. And I don't know if maybe more pe- if the Mets are getting more people in the gates because of this... Um, standing room only pass that they're doing where more people are just deciding, Hey, you know what? Mets Phillies Tuesday night, beautiful night. Let's go. I already paid 30 bucks for the month. Why not? Why not go? But I'll say it until it changes. I don't know if it'll ever change. I don't think city field was designed to handle a crowd. And there's only 20,000, 25,000 people going to these Tuesday. And even last night game where they can't handle the crowd. I don't know if they understaff. I don't know if they just didn't build it correctly with the amount of bathrooms but last night, even just getting in the ballpark took us maybe 15 minutes and whatever. Maybe you just got to allow more time to get in. We went up to one of the bars uh, right behind our seats, and I waited there for a while. I le- I, I'm not bougie. I'm not saying like, oh, if this guy doesn't, doesn't serve me in 10 minutes, I'm leaving. But it was a while where they're not prepared. They're not ready. And I don't know if this is something where – and there was a Mets employee standing there watching this as well. And I'm not going to you know throw the, the guy under the bus who was working behind the register. It's not his fault. He's it's he's you know manning a bar with one other person, and there's maybe 55 people waiting for a drink. It's like you can't run a business like that. And I said to the Mets employee, I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to get this guy in trouble, but 
if I, this was my first experience here, may, maybe I only go to a game a year, and this is what I came to on a Wednesday, it kind of would rub me the wrong way. So I think the Mets watch the show, and you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure they hear things if, we're, if I'm talking shit about them. But you got to do a better job uh, at manning or staffing the ballpark, especially when you mm-hmm. know how many tickets you sold, how many standing room only tickets are are out there now, where people want to come to these games. Mets Phillies rivalry's back, right? You got to be ready for that. And um, games where it's like Subway Series opening day playoffs, you expect to wait. Hey, these division games are, are big games now yeah, early yeah. on in the season. I, don't like I think to, everybody knows when you're playing the Nationals, the Phillies, or the Braves, people are going to be there. you got to be these ready. These games matter in a big way right from the get-go. you got to be ready. Uh, you got to have enough staff. you got to have enough beer guys. There was only one beer guy who came down to our section on opening day. We talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's kind of unacceptable. Don't you want to make more money and uh, sell more beers? But you got the... The vegan food, right? Last night we tried the uh, the Beyond sausage rice balls. They were phenomenal. I had it at the, the no event. Line? No line? No line. No <laughs> line. Look, at, imagine that. But the side of marinara was two bucks. <laughs> a lot of people are agreeing with you in the comments. Oh, thank you, people in the comments. Well, I mean, it's it's a problem, you know. And we go to a lot of games, and I don't like missing an inning. No, of course to not. Go well, to that's the, the whole idea, right? Is that you know you have forty thousand different places to eat, and you could watch the game from where you are, but yeah, you, you don't want to be online forever. You could promote the shit out of the new chicken sandwich, but if someone's got to miss two innings to get it, they're not going to buy it. So you got to do something about it. Um, Last year, I met the owner or the founder of Shake Shack, and I didn't even know he was the owner of Shake Shack. And I kind of talk shit about how long the line is, <laughs> and uh, it's good for him. He wants, you know, he has a product people want to buy. But yeah. I think if they made like how they have the standing room only pass, if they made a bathroom fast pass or a food fast pass, they would sell a ton of those. Let's not give them that idea. Whatever. I mean, just, I have, just you know, I'm get the food it. out. Let's go. I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of unacceptable. Give us a call. 631-388-5195. The rivalry is back. Mets, Phillies, uh, at least for the time being. Yo, I mean, question, because yep. I think you Instagrammed about this. So when they play again on uh-huh. June 24th, yep. if you're the Mets, are you throwing at Reese Hoskins? I guess not anymore. MLB kind of put the kibosh on no, it. No, that doesn't put the kibosh on anything. If anything, it riles up the Mets that, oh, now our guy's getting suspended. Not that Jacob Brame is like that big a deal that he's going to miss two games. But, uh, you know, do you feel that there's unfinished business because Reese Hoskins had this slow waltz around the bases in the way that he did? Well, people kind of think uh, that – you know, since I wrote something last week, or not, I didn't write it. Uh, Tim Riley wrote it about the bat flips, and I said, you know, bat flips are great. Go for it. If if you don't like it, pitch better. And I don't dislike the slow trot around the bases last night. I think it's a, it's a chain of events. The Mets got hit by a couple pitches. Raim did or didn't intentionally throw at uh, Hoskins, mm-hmm. and then last night he pimped it around the bases, which is fine. So if the Mets then go back and retaliate against that, I think that's fine. I mean, you're not. I don't know. I don't really. Do you think they need to? Do you think that there's some kind of face that needs to be saved where you gotta take yeah, a shot and, yes. at Reese Hoskins for what happened? Yes, yesterday? I do, and I and I also think that if the Mets did that in Citizens Bank Park, that I would I would expect one of our guys to get one between the letters next time. I mean, and that's fine. I think that that's okay. I think that's just the way. Not that you want guys. You don't want guys out there getting hurt. I understand. You're not trying. You should not throw at the guy's head if you want to throw it on his hip. Whatever. There's a right way to do it, and that's really where the Phillies took issue. Is that Rame? Threw up near the head yeah. and didn't. Bryce Harper said just as much. Hey, just hit him in the butt and we're all good. And that's not where Raym threw it. Now, I don't know how much Raym knows where the ball's going anyway. Right, if right, he's right. throwing inside or not. And that's why I don't tend to think that he was throwing <laughs> at Hoskins. He just, you know, he's, he's I was, the 
28th pitcher on the roster. I was listening to, or actually watching just a little preview, KFC, uh, Kevin Clancy, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, just uh, launched a new podcast of his own on uh, Barstool. It's called We Gotta Believe, and Yelich came in today because they're in town for the series. And Yelich said that um, Rice texted, no, he texted him last night after the trotter on the bases. Oh, Reese Yelich, Hoskins. Yelich tested him okay. last night, like, hey, nice trot type of thing. And, you know, these guys text each other. And and um, Kevin brought up, he's like, I don't really think that that uh, Rain was throwing at him. You know, maybe he just didn't miss the mark. He, he he said, you know, I don't want to talk shit, but he's not a good enough pitcher to to uh, no, I agree. Know, yeah. to do that. And um, Yelich didn't agree. He said he, he definitely thought it was intentional, and, and it is what it is. All but, right, so Yelich thinks he threw yeah, at yeah. him. I mean, that, I don't, that's fine. So Hoskins had his moment. Now, this is the thing. Do you want to take your shot at him? And remember Noah Syndergaard taking the shot on Chase Utley, where yeah. every Mets fan's in agreement, hey, you take your shot here. Right, but then he got Syndergaard gets thrown out yeah. of the freaking yeah. game, and the game's a disaster where they're honoring the 86 team, and it's supposed to be this big day. We were day, there that day. It was an And outing. it was yeah. a mess. And then... You, know, you think back to Sean Estes missing, missing Roger Clemens, and it's just like an embarrassment. And yeah, you hit a homer off him later, yeah, but yeah, yeah. in my mind, that didn't make up for missing that spot. But do you want to take another shot? Like if it's Cindergard to Degrom making that start, and Hoskins in the lineup, like do you really feel two months later that you got to take a shot because the guy took a slow trot around the bases and potentially someone that matters right. no offense to jacob brown not right. too much right. offense right. but somebody that matters getting suspended in that case and i just think this is a game where the mets they don't really need to escalate it to the next level it went where it went hoskins had his little moment be You're done right. with I it mean, you know what but, but you know kick his ass from now on like strike him out and rub it in his face like i hope jacob rain strikes out hoskins next time and gives him a little wave or whatever like that little sign yeah, was yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 hoskins yeah. gave to the bullpen as yeah. he's going around second base like Make that your moment rather than taking a shot at this guy because, you know, Hoskins didn't hurt anybody you know, or it is attempt the, to hurt anybody. He just, you know, he pimped his moment. Yeah, the wound is fresh. It was only last night. I guess in two months, things may be different. I mean, it's it's crazy that the they, they played back-to-back pretty pretty close here. Now we have two months off between we play these guys again. But who knows? I hope that the Mets are still in a position where it's it's a big game and, and they're both hot and, you know, the NL East is, well, is listen, as close as it is now. Even if they're down six games, it'll be June. It, it'll still matter. Then it'll be I mean. desperation, right? You know what like, I mean. Those games are gonna matter no of course but you know if, if it's still like yo, know, we're, we're both on the top nle's yeah. this is what's going on we finally see each other yeah, again there'll be, there'll be some but extra if, juice and like the, some a little extra storyline but i don't think you gotta be throwing at this guy if the umps are probably gonna also hand out warnings before the game because especially off no, the heels they shouldn't i, I they probably will I, I don't think they you should they, they didn't should. do it last night i hate when the umps are throwing warnings and then you can't throw inside during the game like you don't need that. I don't think this needs to be escalated to that degree. And I think this is something that the Mets can, you know, wipe their shoulders off. Listen, remember it. Soak it in. Use it. When you do get the guy out, rub it in his face. Whatever you want to do. But this doesn't need to be, you know, the great war between the Mets and the Phillies. Like, everyone assumes now that there's going to be this bench-clearing brawl. And maybe that does happen. But it shouldn't happen directly. Hey, that next game, boy, we got to throw a Reese Hoskins. Like, come right, on. Right, right, right. He, he enjoyed his moment. He felt he was thrown at. I guess Major League Baseball agreed that they thought he was thrown at. I mean, I didn't think that was necessarily the case. But, you know, he had his little little dance there and let it be that. Well, who do you think could win in a fight, uh, Kapler or Mickey Calloway? Kapler. 
I put, I put up a Twitter poll last night. I clearly, we're, we're uh, swayed a little one way because we are a Mets account. But I put that up last night before the game because, you know, clearly everyone's talking about fighting. or Not everyone, but I was talking about fighting a lot <laughs> yesterday. You, you sure were. Um, <laughs> and the tail of the tape was pretty close there. Why, why don't you Google Gabe Kapler shirtless? I did. I saw. Okay. A lot of people were posting that afterwards. Yeah. 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 Take, a, take a little look at what Gabe Kapler's operating with. Not that Mickey isn't in good shape, but I don't like Mickey's <laughs> chances there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think a lot of people online thought so either. I think it would have been swayed a little bit differently had we uh, posted this on like an account that wasn't a lot of Mets fans. But 55% said Mickey would win. They said that they gave him the, 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 the Tennessee edge. He's from Tennessee? They said they gave yeah. him the southern, the southern edge because Gabe's from Hollywood. And they said that he's soft. Okay. You know, Cali. Mickey's got a beard, so that gives him a, an they're extra both, round. They're both 43 years old. They're both 6'2". And when they were playing, they were both 190 pounds. Uh, uh, so there you go. Gabe's, Gabe Kapler has to be heavier than Mickey these days. I, I don't know. They got to sign him up for rough and rowdy. So uh, let's talk about the pitching situation. We talked <laughs> you about got, you. You really think Mickey's winning that one? I don't know. I you mean, think he's got a chance? Listen, you can't work your chin out. So it's the kind of thing where you could be a muscle head, but you ever seen street fights or fights where the little guy wins? It's uh, and these guys aren't little. Mickey's, well, let me. Let me not, has Mickey shown you at some point that he's got the dog in him? No, but that's even better. Like some of the quiet guys, they can go down. <laughs> Seriously, it's true. It's true. The quiet guy, the the, the guy that's he's like not a there, guy, not quiet guy anyone. that you don't notice. He's in front of a microphone about. 48 minutes every single day for six months a year is he giving you any indication that he's got got some dog in him i'd put some money on mickey if there was a a sports book that took the bet yeah i would i would put some money on mickey i you never see those videos like those uh you know street videos where the bully's getting picked on and he just lights the kid up yeah yeah, it's great it's great i got mickey I don't think you watch, but if you do, I got my money on you. Um, are no they gonna, pressure. Are they going to do anything to help this this rotation? Are we stuck with the with the Vargas Lugo for as long as Lugo's arm lasts, or what? It looks that way. And now even Gio Gonzalez is signing with the Milwaukee Brewers, and you know apparently Gonzalez might have been concerned that he would get stuck in the bullpen. There wasn't a spot in the rotation for him, and the Mets didn't want to boot Vargas from the rotation yet, so they let an opportunity go by. Gio Gonzalez is the easy fix right like someone who was decent last year very good two years ago doesn't cost a whole lot of money i think the brewers are going to pay him three million dollars if he's up at the major league level for the rest of this year so if you think they're going to pass on gonzalez but then jump on dallas keichel that that doesn't really fit into the mets mo right in terms of how they have operated in recent years so i I think it's a bad sign that they were not very interested, it appeared, in Gio Gonzalez. Well, I think if the news wasn't the same after Friday and Saturday with the elbow barking, that maybe might be true. it may have been a little bit different. Uh, because but they need somebody instead of Vargas anyway. Like we've talked about, you cannot carry a guy who at best has given you five innings. You know, Mickey Cowley was asked last night, hey, if you get five innings from your fifth starter, is that good enough for you? He's like, that will be great. That's more than enough from that spot. I don't even agree with that, to be honest with you. But you're not even getting five innings from Jason Vargas. You're getting, you know, half an inning or a third of an inning on one point. You're getting, you know, less than five innings when he's been decent so far this year. Max, Max, the most he will ever throw for the Mets. He could retire the first 15 batters he faces. They will take him out going into the sixth inning. I was surprised to see him come out last night. He he, had struck out uh, Harper again for the second time. Uh, you know, he was he was rolling. Well, you he had Hoskins coming up, so 
and they know <laughs> they want to go to Seth Lugo. But this is this goes against why I thought Vargas might be a decent signing at the time because you just want someone who gives you innings in that spot. That means a lot. If you have someone to give you six innings more often than not, that's great. And Vargas is just not consistent. Like if you're consistently six innings, three runs allowed, four and a half, it's not a good ERA. Yeah. But I'll take that guy. That that helps you at the back end of your rotation. It stabilizes you. It's what Bartolo Colon was so often. But Vargas is a guy who doesn't have upside. He's only given you a couple of innings. So what are you doing? You're wearing out your bullpen once every five games, and then you better get big-time performances the other days, otherwise your bullpen's worn out. And that stuff goes real fast. So do you think that once he gets back on regular rest, I mean, I heard him uh, talk to the to the beat, I think it was last night or, yeah, maybe it was last night. He said now that he's on regular rest, he feels that he'll be a little bit more productive in his starts at least in the first five innings but do you think the leash will they'll extend the leash a little bit maybe start throwing him into the six no. and seven no that's it no it's a, it's a firm it. that's it Kai, um, excuse me vargas uh-huh. is gonna throw five innings and they're gonna take him out that is all that they want to get from him. they were doing this at the end of last year everyone was pitching well and putting up a big time era he wasn't pitching very deep into those games and those weren't games that were particularly meaningful when the games matter Early on the season here, they will take him out after five innings because they know he's not good. They they don't trust him, so they're not going to allow him. Even if it's two nothing Mets and he's scoreless through five innings, they're not going to allow him to lose the game in the sixth inning. And, and this is just the track record that we've seen all year. And I think going back to last year and how they have utilized him in meaningful baseball games. So. I don't see it changing, and I don't think it's a successful way to operate. Now, when you, even in-house, they have better options. Like, go give Seth Lugo an opportunity. At least when he's going well, you know, you could build him up where he's going six, seven innings for you, and you trust him. That's just not the case with Vargas. All right, let's uh, let's hit the phones. We got Rallyman probably in Jersey. What's up, Rallyman? Of course I'm in dirty Jersey. What's up, fellas? How's What's it going? What's going on? All right. Are you drinking any beers tonight, Rally Man? Hell yeah. I got a couple <laughs> of tall boys sitting right in front of me. Nice. What's going on, man? Okay, so here's the deal, guys. I'm hearing a lot of negativity today from the show, from Pete, from everybody. They're like, oh, my God, Vargas, Vargas, Vargas. Let me tell you something. I stand with Jason Vargas. I stand with Jason Vargas, okay? Listen, he could have finished out that fifth inning. I mean, he could have definitely finished out that fifth inning. That was Mickey's fault. He was Raya. I mean, come on. Coming off that strikeout, he should have definitely finished the inning. Um, so I'm not going to put that on Jason. But, man, we got to stand by this guy. Just like everybody on this team, it's been a weird start to the season. I'm just glad we don't have that many injuries. But I think there needs to be a little uh, uh, injection of PMA here, guys. Come on. Well, let me tell you, Riley, man, what, what Pete just said, you could be you could stand with Vargas as much as you want, but if they're not going to let him go more than five innings, let's say he did can get I, that Can next. I stand with <laughs> Seth Lugo? How about that? Yeah, I, but, I don't want to be anti-Vargas. I'm pro-Seth Lugo. Well, I think we're all pro-Mets here, Mr. Riley, man, but if they're not going to allow this man who, let's say he was rolling, he could have got that next out. If they're not going to let him go back out there for the sixth and seventh, even if he has it, then we're in really bad shape here they got to figure something out oh no i definitely agree there no no listen a lot of people like oh you have to be a realist i'm totally a realist i'm the most positive realist you could ever meet but like 
Yeah, if Vargas is shelling out these four, five-inning starts every time, and they're not like they were last night where he's just giving up, you know, no runs and the whole deal and a couple, you know, some strikeouts here on some key guys, I mean, like, then that's a problem. Definitely a problem. Uh, I wasn't hot on Gio Gonzalez, so I wasn't truly too steamed at that. To be honest, when the Yankees aren't signing him with their pitching problems, kind of a just sent us a spark out to me, a flare. Um, I am still hopeful for a, a Keiko acquisition. Uh, let's see what Brody can do. But in the meantime, I guess we got to work with what we got to work with. Well, well, let's rally up. Rally up, guys. Come on, PMA. <laughs> all right, thanks, Man, buddy. I don't want to be all negative all right. around here. I, hey, I don't, feel like... don't forget, guys. Don't forget, when you're in the RWO, you're in the RWO <laughs> for life. Thanks, buddy. Do you know what the RWO is? I don't. I was going to ask, but I was afraid. Rally Rally World World Order. Order. Oh! (laughs) Am I in? Am I part of it? You got to get the patch. I think it's so far, it's just him and my buddy Shoemaker. Okay. I think there might be two members of uh, RWO. Is that that you have to stand with Vargas in order to get in there? Or can I? So are you out then? Be pro Lugo, let's say. (laughs) I didn't think I was being that negative tonight. But, you know, the Vargas thing. What's his ERA? Give me some Vargas numbers here. Uh, like, Mantis, he hasn't made it through five innings, uh, more than five all year. And said, "Ooh, that felt so good." <laughs> to, what, to I like the, the positivity. You know what? I, I I always like positive people. I like that being a part of the mix here. But Jason Vargas is where I kind of draw the line. All right. But so. anyway, we can get off of Vargas because there are other good things. We talked about Jeff McNeil, what he has been able to do. Um, Zach Wheeler with a great start. I mean, there are good things happening with the Mets. They just won a series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. It's good. It's fun. Well, you yeah, know Everything's what? okay. This weekend. Uh, they get a day off today, so you get to soak in, not so much last night, but two out of three. Dream of revenge on Reese Hoskins, I guess, a couple of months from now. Yelich and the, Yelich and the Brewers are coming to town, then the Reds. Uh, hopefully, we could beat up on the Reds. They're not... They're not playing that great this season. Um, we'll see what happens after the weekend. But Yasiel Puig. Let's talk about. Well, I think that Rallyman's going to get mad at you because we're going to be talking about a little bit more negativity Uh-oh. here. Our boy Rosario mm. has been having some blunders there. What do you think's going on with him? I don't know. A lot of errors. It's weird because uh, he, you know, he's he's been he was hyped as a very good defender when he came up. You see his athleticism like. When the Mets were playing as Drupal Cabrera at shortstop and he couldn't get to anything, you're watching Ahmed Rosario, you're like, wow, this guy can move, he can get to everything. But I, we've never seen him. Seven. Just, like balls clanking off his glove, throwing errors. Seven errors in six Seven games. errors now. Leads MLB. And it hasn't gotten better. I mean, he is in a major fielding slump. And like anything else, mentally the game can wear on you just as it does at the plate. Clearly there's something happening in the field here. And this is something the Mets are going to have to get a beat on. And I think it's interesting because you start looking down the line, you know, they have a very good shortstop prospect in the organization, Andres Jimenez. So – you got to figure out in the next couple of years, like, is Ahmed Rosario your answer at shortstop? And I think it's kind of concerning what's happening in the field, even though at the same point, Rosario looks better at the plate and has been producing there. Uh, so you, you'd like to say, hey, take the day off Ahmed, catch your breath, like stay as far away from baseball as possible, and then you know come back to the park tomorrow and put some work in. But it's been going on for a couple of weeks now where I think it is concerning no doubt about it, what is happening at that position right now. So I talked about it a little bit today on the Twitter and uh, told people that we might be adding another outing 
for the Seven Line Army this season. I know you said you can't make it to Kansas City, but can you come to D.C. on Labor Day? You got Labor Day plans? You know what we're doing? You're doing on uh, D.C. on Labor Day, September second. You, you Yo, busy? I'll, I'll put it in the calendar. Let's go. All right. Well, hell yeah. All right. So September second, Amtrak party, baby. That's gonna. Well, we take a bus. We we we, have, we run buses from City Field. Oh snap! You want to do a cooler race? Cooler race. Say yes. Mm-hmm. Lizzie's saying say yes. What's a cooler and sh- race? And shaking your head no in the background. I mean, a cooler race. <laughs> Is, you crossed my mind. Is where <laughs> you start in the front of the bus. You should have had a you should have had a video clip. <laughs> uh, getting ready with the cooler race clip. Yeah. Uh, you could Google it. Cooler race. The Seven Army probably comes up. So you start in the front of the bus. Okay. You run to the back of the bus. Uh, the course changes each trip clearly because a different amount of coolers. So there's a different course record every trip. No one's ever beat me, by the way. So you run from the front. Now I want to do it. True statement. <laughs> <laughs> you run from the front to the back over the the, cool, the cooler obstacles. You have to finish a beer. Chug a beer in the back. And then run back to the front, and then the clock stops. So that's what we do on the way down to D.C. It's a one o'clock game. So, so you, just one beer. Yeah, one beer. The bus is in motion. Yeah, and the bus driver's usually like, what's going on back there? Like, don't worry. Just get us to D.C. We're, We're fine. Good. All right. Yeah. We're it's all like adults a lo- here. A little mini Spartan race back there. It's great. Exactly. So we're heading down to liquid. D.C. on Monday, Labor Day, uh, September 2nd. The tickets go up next Thursday. We're d- actually, What's next, the cooler next race Friday. record, may I ask? It always changes. It's, it's got to like be 14 like seconds 145. So. Like 14 no. seconds. 14 seconds to yeah. run to the back, chuck a beer, and then run to the front. The, this the is bus why isn't Darren that is long. Maybe 18. I'm like a coach bus. Yeah, it's, but you got to jump over coolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a video of it. 18, 18 seconds. 18 seconds, maybe under 20, right? Yeah, maybe I'm just so. imagining this. Mm. I think usually I about 20 have, seconds. I'll, Whatever. I'll need to set up my own little private. Yeah, you got to practice course and like those put some work in and see what I could do. You know, <laughs> like those. Parent, I'm not gonna embarrass myself. Oh my it's like God. those parents that make Ninja Warrior uh, like setups in their yard for the little kids. To, yeah, so they can start practicing. Anyway, so the tickets go up next Thursday for a presale for the uh, the members, just like we did for Kansas City. Then the remainder go up on Friday. So Friday, next Friday, the third at noon. Set a reminder. The tickets are seventy five dollars a piece. But what we did this season, if you've joined us in the past, we were in the outfield. And I said to the Nationals, listen, we've been getting a little bit too spread out. It's kind of killing the buzz there a little bit, killing the vibe of what we've been doing. Kind of like what we said to the Nash- to the Cubs, but the Cubs weren't accommodating, so we told them to fly a kite. So uh, the Nationals were really cool. They decided to move us down the line a little bit more, and we're going to be in three sections instead of like seven sections. No gaps. And the ticket price is only going up by $2 for a better seat, but we're getting $5 extra in concession credit. So it's an amazing deal. $20 concession credit, you can use it on beers, you could use it on food, merch. I don't know what, why you'd want to buy any merch while cool you're there. frozen drinks out in center. Yeah, 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 they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that on Labor Day. So set a reminder if you want to join us, 75 bucks a pop. The bus trip is sold separately. So the cooler races are separate. I think that's like, how much is the rally bus? 40, 50 bucks? 50 bucks, I think. I mean, it's worth it. Even if you don't drink and you just want to get a ride, don't have to worry about driving or parking yep. or gas or tolls. Yep. yep. Take the rally bus that's sold separately. So a uh, couple couple left to DC, not KC too, if you want to join us. So let's talk a little bit about this potential addition to the seven line Army's schedule pete we've talked about it on the show before i try to not that i do it on purpose to name drop these guys they don't definitely don't need the promotion um it's a very popular place it's been around for decades but the boardy barn hit me up so when pete showed up today he goes where's this outing Where, where's this extra yeah, where outing going where's this extra outing you guys are going i'm like the boardy barn is like what so the boardy <laughs> barn 
The Bordy Barn uh, hit me up. It's not definite. We don't have a date set yet. It's not definite. But the Bordy Barn is interested in having us come back. We went in 2013. We brought a couple buses from Queens out to the barn. And I kind of wanted to give the Mets fans a taste of what what world I was in for a while. So I used to bartend in Hampton Bays, and we'd go to the Bordy Barn every Sunday. It's phenomenal. If you guys want to look it up, it's a, it's a shit show. Um, it's a great time. It's only open on Sundays in the summer. So what they want to do special for us, if it works out, it's not a guarantee, so don't circle your calendars yet. But I sent them the Cephalon Army schedule, and I said, this is when we're busy, this is when we're open uh, or available. So what they want to do is open up the barn special on a Saturday just for us, um, they'd be showing the game. They'd have the music going on under the tent. Maybe we can link up something with McKellar. Maybe they could have some United We Cheers out there. It would basically just be like a giant viewing party shit show out at the Bordy Barn. So Pete, can't go wrong going out east. Are you coming? Uh, yeah, I'll be in for that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, do they still have the Brandon Nimmo stickers? Do they still give that out? The smiles. The smiles. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The, that's their logo. Yeah, of course they got the smile sticker. So, thing there. Right. if you don't know what the Bordy Barn is, just Google it. If you don't live anywhere near Long Island, I think that if we're doing this, you should come because everyone everyone needs to experience the Bordy Barn at least once. And what better way to do it than with a ton of Mets fans? The place is huge. Don't wear your clean sneakers. Yeah, it gets a little messy there. I mean, you don't, you definitely, you could tell like the rookies, the people who've never been there before, because they're dressed in like nice clothes and. Uh, You're hanging out watching a Mets game. You know, you don't have to overdo it. Yeah, you Going usually want to wear like, you know, those funny shirts that, you know, like. Like a St. Patrick's Day style shirt that says some dumb thing on the front. Usually that's like the, the outfit to wear to the boardy barn. It's a fun time. So You know, that's what my friend uh, packed up for me when I had to go, excuse me, when I had to go to the, the hospital for my daughter's birth a couple of weeks ago. So we weren't expecting to have a kid that day. So we had to send my friend back to the apartment to like make the to-go bag. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what she grabbed. My St. Patty's Day shirt like that says, shirt? you look like I need a drink. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I supposed to leave the hospital with a newborn baby That's while awesome. leaving this, uh, while wearing this shirt? Uh, so yes, but that would be perfect for the boardy bar. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> so ba- I looked this sorry. up. I, I, I scrolled back through the, uh, don't say sorry. I love stories like that. We, um, we actually had a banner in the boardy barn in 2013. This was 302 weeks ago. Uh, pre-kid, pre-marriage, we were at the barn all the time. That's Kelly and I, if you're watching the stream. It actually said the Seven Line Army parties here, and it was up all year. So that was great promo for us. So we've been friends with the barn forever. Hopefully this works out. If, if I get a date and it works out for both the barn and, and the group, I will certainly share the news. And um, I think what we should do for this is plan buses from maybe Jersey and Connecticut, kind of like we do for... Our DC trip. We have a we have a bus that picks people up in New Brunswick, New Jersey, to bring people down to DC. I think we should definitely do the same thing for this. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was going to be Philly. Add Philly. You probably don't know this, but our only outing down to Philly it was 2014. When we were leaving, I was like, "We'll never bring the group back here." Yeah, messy. Never. No, it wasn't messy. We were on our best. No, behavior. I, I don't understand. It wouldn't be you guys. No, no, it was great. There was no fights. It oh. was. It was. It was. Weird. Before we even got to the seats. Because the stadium's great. I like the stadium. I like the stadium. I like the beer vendors. I like the staff. The... I don't know, Pete. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what went wrong? What at, happened? We've had, now we have 97 outings under our belt. And knock on wood here. This isn't even wood, whatever the hell this is. We're pretty incident-free. Yeah. So we get down to Philly before the game even started. Nobody, no one even gave them a reason to pull this move, but 
the vendors were told it was like Memorial Day weekend. It wasn't actually Memorial Day. It was a couple days prior. Memorial Day weekend, hot. hot. They weren't allowed to come up into our section with anything. No, no beer, food. no water, no hot dogs, no nothing. cotton candy. Did one of the vendors tell you that? Yeah. Yep. I'm like, hey, they dude. were standing See, they can't at the like bottom it. of the stairs. Like, dude, because you were a beer knew. guy. What, yeah. what would you think? Yeah, well, I'm working for tips. You have 600 fans come to your ballpark and you can't serve them? You don't make money by the hour. You make money on what you Bullshit. sell. You make commission and tips. So, so I don't know. You don't want sections being cut off. I you. don't know who. Like Maybe they, I could have. Honestly, I even said to the beer guy, I said, you know what? Maybe they they heard. We're a group of Mets fans. They want to curb our beer intake. Fine. I get it. That's fine. If that's the way you want to be, you want to have us walk the extra 100 feet, fine. But water, cotton candy, hot dogs, nothing. And he's like, "That's we're just doing our job. That's what we were told. So I said, screw it. I'm never coming back here. Uh, I doubt that any, the Phillies watch this, but if maybe someone had a bad judgment call and they, and they decided to put down the hammer on that, if we got some type of apology or sorry that happened and we'll do better next time, then we'll bring the Mets. So they're not, nah, they're not the I'm Cubs. Dead. The Cubs are dead to you. The Cubs are dead. The Phillies are... Cubs are on, dead to me. They could be resuscitated. The Yankees are going to come back with their tail between their legs eventually when the Yankees suck again and Judge is gone and, and you know they're drunk. Drawing ten thousand, then they'll come back. But the uh, the Phillies, I would love to go back. It's close. Mm-hmm. We can go there every year. I would love to go back. Phillies, if you're watching this, I'd love to come back. You can't go back to the Yankees because I remember they're have they did big this, outing a couple years. They ago. pulled the same shit as the Cubs. They spread us out uh, over like twelve sections, and they're like, "Well, take it or leave it" type thing. And I'm like, "Well, I'm looking to pay a premium." We ran the ballpark in 2014. It, yes, we were in the two. I remember that. We were in the two hundred level. Yes. We were overlooking the uh, bleacher creatures. Ron Darling was on with Mike Francesa the next day, and Francesa like the Seven Line Army was great. Like they, um, you could hear. Uh, like I, I was Michael listening Kay, in studio on the radio broadcast. Could hear the Seven Line the entire game. The Mets won, and we ran it. it and silly, then from yeah. then on, they made it very difficult for us to get seats together. Uh, yeah, we're going to do what's in the box. Uh, I guess whoever gets through next. I didn't even keep track of time here. Um, yeah, so anyway, Phillies, if you're watching this, I don't know who made that call that day, but it was a bad call. If you want to do better in the future, uh, I'd love to bring the group back because I think that the this, especially now, the, yeah, ri- the rivalry's, the rivalry's Let's back. Go. Let's go back, you know, the, for a while there, 2000s, Mets, Phillies, that was great. And, you know, the Seven Line Army came around after that. So it didn't have the same juice when we went in 2014. But 2019, it's it's back. It's back. So I'd love to do it. Uh, Lizzie's getting someone on the line for Lumberland. Let's talk a little bit about what we're giving away tonight. Because when I opened up this package, I think it came yesterday, I was blown away. It's one of the four options tonight for whoever gets through on the line. It is a team-signed bat mug. So what a bat mug is, they take a baseball bat, they hollow it out. And they design the outside. So this one is a signed team mug. So you get everyone's name on there. I guess they just took the opening day roster and put it on there. The second option is a Michael Michael Conforto uh, bat mug. And then also two gift cards. So definitely hop on over to Lumberland.com and see everything they have to offer. They've been friends of the program now for over a year. And they signed on for our What's in the Box segment, which we've been doing now for a couple seasons. So... They make great gifts for yourself, for a groomsman, for for anyone. And uh, you could do player mugs. They don't have an MLB license yet. They got the PA license. So if you don't see a player on there that you uh, maybe want to purchase, you could definitely send in the request. They definitely try to do their best to accommodate all of the fans. So Lumberland.com, use the promo code OABT for 15% off your order. So... 
Let's hit the phone. People have been on fire with this, by the uh, way. Yeah, we have four options, and no one has won a gift card yet. Maybe today will be a little different. We got EJ Sullivan in California. What's up, EJ? Hey, Jared. How you doing? We're doing all right. How's Callie treating you? Uh, it's pretty good. Out here for work. From Long Island, but always not too bad. Awesome. So uh, you got one, two, three, or four. What would you like today? Uh, let's go with box number two. Box number two. Is it a box? Nope. It's another bat. Jeez, Louise. DJ killing it. Oh, this one's one's really cool. You got the good one here. That's awesome. So you got the. Thank you so. I don't know if you're watching live here now, uh, EJ, but you got the the signed bat mug. Conforto, Peter Alonso, with the whole team. That's, That's awesome. amazing. I'm watching live, but I'm on a little bit of a delay. I'm so excited. I've won one of these for a while. Awesome. That's awesome. That's so for great. everyone watching who didn't win, and you're not named EJ from Long Island who's in California, <laughs> go to Lumberland.com and pick one up. They make great gifts for yourself or your loved ones. So, all right, EJ, thanks for calling, and uh, stay safe out there in Cali. We'll see you soon, buddy. Nice job, EJ. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Later. I'll give you two fun ones that are on here. Oh, I, th- I was looking before. All right, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> A Dani Echeverria uh-huh. and a Hector Santiago. All right. So they have you... not yet played with the Mets, but they look they how made thick. The cut. Uh, Diaz Jed Lowry, is. the other one, who's just hurt. It's weird that the, the all the all the signatures aren't uh, the same thickness. I guess that's yeah. kind of makes it accurate. No, it's cool. Like Edwin Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a magic marker. He definitely uh, used a marker on his making it happen. It's very very thick compared to the other ones. But yeah, I, I always like looking at guys' that's autographs and kind of studying it a little bit. What do you say? <laughs> it's a little thicker than the other ones, yeah. and I oh, said that's go. what she said. Well, Rosario just signs his name. <laughs> Med and then just the line. Oh, really? He's like Pele. Look at that. Good for him. Or Madonna or Cher. Just one name, one name warrior here. That's awesome. Well done, EJ. All right. So you got EJ's address there? Yes. Lizzie? Yes. All right, cool. So, guys, we have to do our little share contest. We're going to give away some gift cards for the Seven Lines website. But before we do that, I'll tell you guys about next week. Next Monday, I'm meeting up with Mr. Howie Rose, another uh, interview from the seats at City Field. We're going to meet up before the game. I actually wrote a little script. I want to show it to you. Not script, but notes for myself, and I want to get your professional opinion here. Yeah, that's here. awesome. Um, that was the best. I asked Alyssa to look it over. I'm like, hey, what do you think? She's uh, I think this is great. You'll get a lot of good stuff. She said that she thinks he's going to shed a couple tears, actually, from the question. So we'll see. Well, I don't think I really got in too deep on that, but I think that it's going to be a good interview. So definitely check back next Thursday, a little segment with Howie Rose. Uh, It's actually my anniversary next next Thursday, too. So congrats. Five years. Five five years. years. That's a fun one. We got married at. Do you know we got married at City Field? I did not know that. Yeah, on the dugout at City Field. Five-year wedding anniversary? Yeah. Five years. Holy Billy's going to be four. You got big plans? What do you got going on? Well, after the show, she's going to meet me here. Uh, so right after the show, we're going to go out somewhere for dinner. But the next day, we're going to City Field to see Cirque. Uh, it's the opening night of Cirque in the, in the parking lot of uh, City Field. You guys love that. Well, Kelly she loves, loves it. it. And yeah. I'm, I, you know, I just... It's at City Field. So want to cool. make her happy <laughs> right there. <laughs> so it's at City Field, yeah, in the parking lot. It's mm-hmm. great. So we're going to see Cirque on Friday. But on Thursday night, we're going to just catch some dinner after the show. So awesome. happy anniversary to wifey out there. And uh, next week's going to be a fun show. So... I don't know if we have to do a real program note here, but the next week, we're week after that, you know we're doing the early show, I think mm-hmm. on the 7th. On Tuesday, right? Tuesday show. So next Thursday, tune in, and then the week after, it's going to be a Tuesday show because I'm going on a little vacay here. So thank you guys for... Oh, we didn't do the share contest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. about to turn off. My, my computer's a little slow. Oh, boy. So I need a, I need a minute. 
So keep All talking. Right. So yeah, City Field got married on the dugout. You know what's funny? The day before, did you sell out the park? Oh yeah, we should have sold tickets. I mean, the, <laughs> the wedding could have been free. Uh, it was. It's freaking expensive to get married at City Field. You know, it's it, freaking expensive to yeah. get married anywhere. Uh, yeah, well, you know, people are like, oh, it probably was free, right? Because you, yeah. you have the kiosk. There. I'm like, no, it was, totally. I think it was more than full price, maybe because of that. Uh, <laughs> so. The, the the idea is you stand on the, the altar with your groomsmen and the bridesmaids. And I think the day of the wedding, we get there and our bridal, I don't know if it's a bridal tenant, whoever was in charge that day goes, yeah, you, uh, only you and Kelly and the, the, the man officiating uh, is allowed on the dugout. I'm like, no. Like, we, we paid all this money. Our plan was to be on the dugout mm-hmm. as a group. And that's exactly what we're doing. So we... We didn't listen, and, and, and it worked out great. But um, the other thing that we broke, the other rule that we broke there, <laughs> you're not allowed to do drone photography because you're pretty close to the airport, um, which is, I understand that completely, but our um, our uh, wedding photographer was not listening. So he, um, hold on, I'm just trying to pull Are up. drone photographs at weddings common? Well, now it is. Now yeah. it is. I mean, if you're out at the ballpark... Um, like if you have like an outdoor wedding, then yeah. Let me see. There it is. So that's us. You can't really see it that good with the cropping here. But um, so after we were done with the ceremony, we had some time to kill. So there was two rules, three rules. Don't have the group on the on the dugout. We did it anyway. Don't walk out onto the field. We did it anyway because we're like, listen, we're already here. What's going to happen? So we just ran out for a quick photo and don't use a drone. So he fired up the drone anyway. He flies over us. Everyone does the wave. The guy goes, oh, you know what? Um, you know, you might not ever be able to get married there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we may, yeah, you make, good, make a good point. So uh, he's like, oh, I missed the shot. I got to do a loop. So he goes to do a loop, loses control of the remote, and drives directly into, at the time, the Pepsi porch. The propellers go everywhere. The shit's all over the outfield, all over the warning track. And you see the guy who was like in charge of us like touches the air because he had like the... The thing, someone must have been barking at him. So uh, sorry to him for uh, not listening, but yeah, it is what it is. You only get married once, right? Or uh, for some people, only it's a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, once at City Field. So uh, Lizzie, is your computer working now? Yes, I, I loaded up. So tell okay. me when to stop somebody. Stop. <laughs> uh, landed on Clay J. Man, you see. All right. So send him, Mr. Clay, a message. He wins a gift card. Make him a little code there. And if you didn't do it yet on the Twitter, you have a second. Uh, Mr. Pete, you could tell me when to stop. All right. Mr. Clay is one. Now, Mr. Pete's going to tell Mr. Darren when to <laughs> stop. And I'm going to say stop now. <laughs> All right, Nico Schaffner. Mr. Nico. Nico Schaffner. Schaffner. Oh, and look at that. We're talking about weddings. His little photo there on the top is a photo of him and his wife. I think it's his wife wearing matching Matt Harvey jerseys that say 533. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. One says Harvey, one says right. I'm an idiot. All right, Nico, you win. You win. I like the idea of merging David Wright and Matt Harvey into a... 533. That might have been a very effective strategy, like in 2014 or so. Well, it was like a black and white photo of them holding hands with their backs. So I thought maybe it was like a wedding <laughs> announcement thing. Um, all right. So, congrats to the winners. Check back next week. Thanks to McKellar for the tasty brews. Definitely go pop into 
Lion's Head, the Pine, or Foley's this weekend. Pop on over and try some United We Cheers. I'm sure they have some other offerings from McKellar as well. That's pretty much it. Pete, good show. Yeah. See you next week. Romping it up. And another winner on the Lumber. I mean, it is unbelievable. We are on a streak here. People are on a heater. Someone's going to eventually win the gift card. Are we going to run out of these? I hope not. I called the guy. It's just winner after winner with these. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then they got to pay shipping on those to get them here. I mean, I'm sure they would prefer if someone won the gift card, so maybe next week. We'll see. All right, guys, thanks for everything. Thanks to Lizzie. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to all the Mets fans that watch us each week. We'll see you next week. This has been Orange and Blue Thing, and that's it. Let's go Mets. Enjoy. Bye.